Time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. Tim Cates is great. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. By New Roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk, Tim Cates. Everybody and welcome in to this off-night version of Dodger Talk. Your Los Angeles Dodgers have the night off as they start a nine-game road trip tomorrow in San Diego, 94 and 42, running away with the NL West, a 19-game lead over the San Diego Padres, and that's who they will square off against tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday, weather permitting. That. Big storm off the coast of Baja, California, making its way up into Southern California. Expected to hit San Diego tomorrow night. And then Southern California's Orange County, L.A., Riverside County in the Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon. So we'll keep you up to date on the latest on that here on AM570 LA Sports. But the Dodgers will be in San Diego starting tomorrow as Dustin May and Mike Clevenger will be the pitching matchup. First pitch at 640. Coming up here on Dodger Talk tonight, we have got a lot to get to between now and 8 o'clock. We really do. 866-987-2570 is our phone number. I want you to be a part of the show tonight. And here's why as we always want you to be a part of the show on Dodger Talk. But tomorrow is a big day in baseball. As tomorrow, an 11-person competition committee, which was newly formed this year as part of the collective bargaining agreement, it's got six appointees from Major League Baseball, four appointees from the MLB Players Association, and there's also an umpire in there. They are going to vote on rule changes for next year in 2023, it leaked out to our good friend Ken Rosenthal at The Athletic and Fox Sports that three changes are expected to be voted on tomorrow and pass. Larger bases on the field. Okay, it's a player safety issue. All right, we're all in favor of that, right? Nothing, nothing, nothing to say no against there. A pitch clock which has been used in the minor leagues for the last few seasons. want to get into that with you. And the big thing that's being voted upon tomorrow by this new formed 11-person competition committee is banning the shift, is getting rid of the shift and restricting it in Major League Baseball. This is a huge decision, I think, for the sport of baseball moving forward. And here's why. How many times have we seen base hits taken away because of that extra infielder on the right side or the shift to the left side against the right-handed hitter, and he smokes one? Should be a no doubt about it base hit up the middle. But there's Gavin Lux to rob him of a base hit. How about Freddie Freeman up to bat? No doubt about it. One hopper smokes at the right field, and Manny Machado has moved all the way over into shallow right field. That frustrates me. Max Muncy, how many times will we see him hit a hard ball that should be between first base and second base into right field for a base hit? Instead, the other team's got the shift on in right shallow, right, 
you know, shallow right field is another infielder who's there to make the play and throw out Max Muncy. Now, I get it. It's part of the game strategy. You know numbers. You know tendencies. You know where a guy's got uh, an inkling to hit the ball. I understand that. Strategy, upping them on the defensive side, getting advantage of the hitters. I understand all that. But for the betterment of the game, can't we all agree getting rid of the shift in baseball is a must? Doing it for offense, doing it for better play, doing it for more excitement on the field between the lines, doing it for the sport, furthering the sport, it's a must. 866-987-2570, 866-987-2570. In sports like the NBA, they adjust with the times. They change the rules. NFL does it on a yearly basis. Something happens during a game, it comes kind of controversial. Maybe it's instant replay. Maybe it's something that should or shouldn't be checked via instant replay. Maybe it's a tuck rule. They better their game by making sure it never happens again. Or they better their game by making sure the game flows. They better the game by giving the challenge flag to a refer- to a head coach to a challenge a bad call. Baseball's done that. I applaud them for that. But the NFL, the NBA, they do such a good job furthering their game, making sure the game continues and is a better experience for the fans. And as much as we love baseball, and I love the game of baseball. I have a passion for it. I love the Dodgers. Baseball, to me, over the years, has become home run or bust. It's become so about the numbers and so analytical and so detailed that they shift pitch by pitch, out by out, inning by inning, pitcher by pitcher. And again, don't get me wrong. I understand having an advantage. And, and if you could, if you can place a guy somewhere where a batter has a tendency to hit the ball and you can get him out, okay. You know what? They, they, they did that. But for the, for the actual game of baseball, for, for people watching, for people listening here on AM570 LA Sports, for young kids playing the game, for young kids wanting to learn about the game, it's frustrating to sit there and watch a guy crush a ball 107 mile an hour off the bat, exit velo, one hopper into right field. That should be a base knock. Instead, Manny Machado's there 30 feet into right field, picks it up and throws out the runner at first. Now, how fun is that? It's not, and I get it. It's not supposed to be um, all about just having fun out there. It's a game. I, I understand it but better your game. And by doing this and eliminating the shift, I think it's fantastic. It's going to open up play more. It's going to have a greater emphasis on base hits, moving guys station to station, less relying on a three-run home run. And for pitchers, you know what? Start hitting your spots. Have a little bit have a little bit more um with your, your off-speed pitches, a better use of them. Be able to hit your spots on those. Be able to go inside, outside on a guy 
and and force him to to pull a ball or force him to go the other way. I think this is great for the game of baseball. And what they're going to do by eliminating the shift is restrict how many players can be on each side of second base. So if you take a line from home plate, past the pitcher's mound, past second base, into center field, that's a line dividing the field in half. Okay, you got the mental pitcher, a line straight up the middle of the field. Home plate, second base. Two infielders, left side. Two infielders, right side. Old school. How they're supposed to be positioned. First, second, short, third. At your natural positions. That's where they're supposed to be. And not only will it be two players on the left side of the infield, two players on the right side of the infield, all four infielders are going to have to have their feet in the dirt. I love it. I love it. No more having a rover in right field. No more having four guys to the right side or three guys to the left side. No. Two guys on each side of second base, and everybody's got to have their feet on the dirt. If not, if not, the referees, excuse me, the umpires will call it. Then you got a pitch clock. Well, before we get to the pitch clock, the penalty for a violation is a ball, and the ball is then ruled dead. Unless a hitter reaches on a hit, an air, a walk, or a hit by a batsman or otherwise, in which case the play stands. If any other play occurs, like a sacrifice fly or a sacrifice bunt, and the team on defense has an illegal shift on, the manager of the hitting team can tell the umpire whether he wants to accept the play or not. Umpires will have discretion to penalize the fielding team with a ball if the umpire detects players attempting to circumvent the rules. Teams can challenge, can challenge whether a team complied with the shift. So the old eye in the sky is going to catch you. If you think you're going to have, you know, after a pitch is delivered, move a couple steps over and be on shallow right field or on the other side of second base, the eye in the sky is going to get you, and you're going to be penalized for it. I love it. Now, those are going to say, well, why, why, why are you punishing defenses? Why are you punishing technology? Why are you punishing the fact that teams put in the effort and spit out the numbers analytically what tendencies guys do at the plate. Why are you punishing that? They, they did their research. They did their work. They did their job to help them give an advantage to win a game, put their guys in the right position to win a baseball game. I understand your argument, but this is for the betterment of the game. This is. Because if we keep going down this road to where we're at, where guys hit hard-hit balls right into a shift, we have nine pitch innings, one, two, three out. I mean, we get a home run here, a home run there. You know, guys strike out 15 times in a game. You're going to lose the young fan base in Major League Baseball. You are because they want to be entertained. They want fast-moving action. They want a game that's going to be done and over with, just like the NFL games are packaged in three-hour increments. Kickoff at 10 a.m., 1 o'clock or 1.25, kickoff. Tonight, Rams game against the Buffalo Bills was at 520. That game will be over about 820, almost on the dot. They're packaged in three hours. You know what you're going to get. You know how long they're going to be. NBA games, same thing, 215, two hours and 15 minutes roughly. You know that. Baseball games, you don't know how long they're going to be. 
and they got longer and longer, and now we're trying to shorten them and shorten them with different rules. And I get it. You're trying to better the game. The pitch clock. The pitch clock is another example of baseball trying to further the game and also you know, make it go quicker. The pitch clock, stepping off the mound, and other timing matters. The catcher must be in the catcher's box within nine seconds left on the timer. The timer starts when the pitcher has the ball and the catcher and the batter are in the dirt near home plate and play is ready. In between batters, there's a 30-second pitch clock, except for the final out of an inning. Pitchers who violate the clock are charged with an automatic ball. If a catcher violates the pitch clock, an automatic ball will be charged. Batters in violation of the automatic pitch clock will be given a strike. Umpires can award a ball or strike if they detect a player circumventing the clocks and the commissioner's office could issue discipline beyond that if coaches, players, or staffs continue to violate the rule. They're serious about this. Pitchers can step off the mound for pickoff or any other reasons twice per plate appearance if there's a runner on base. But if a runner advances during the same plate appearance by stealing a base, the pitcher gets another two step-offs. If a pitcher steps off a third time or more, the penalty depends on whether or not what happens. If the runner is safe, the pitcher is charged with a balk. If the defense is uh, request time, then that is okay. That is allowed. I love it. Let's speed up the game. No need to sit there and take 30 seconds in between each pitch. Get the sign. Let's go. Get in the box. Let's play baseball. Pitchcom has helped it out. You heard our friends Steve Phillips from the MLB Network Radio and John Paul Morosi from MLB Network. We're on with Petro Simone over the last couple of hours. You can podcast it if you didn't hear it. They talked about how Pitchcom has helped. And I think John Paul Morosi hit it on the head. For a lot of the young players who were called up this year or called up late last year or going to be called up next year as rookies, they're used to a pitch clock. They've had this in the minor leagues at different levels for a couple of seasons now. So this isn't going to be anything new to them. That's a good thing. Start it with the young guys. Get them familiar with it. And when they get to the major leagues, you start to have that cycle of players come up. They'll be used to it. It'll be no big deal. It'll be just second nature, part of baseball for these guys having a pitch clock. The whole shifting and banning the shift and restrictions, it'll be new for everybody. And I love it. 866-987-2570. I really want to hear what you Dodger fans have to think about this. The Dodgers off tonight. Magic number is six. They're getting ready for postseason baseball. And the fact that baseball announced today that tomorrow they'll have a vote and the three things that have been leaked out courtesy of the Athletic and Ken Rosenthal that are expected to be voted upon tomorrow and pass, larger bases, shift restriction, and pitch clock. 866-987-2570, the number, 866-987-2570. Also want to make sure we congratulate Justin Turner, his wife Courtney, and the Justin Turner Foundation. You talk about great people, humanitarians. On and off the field, we all love Justin Turner and his wife Courtney for what they do. You go back to what they did pre-pandemic. You what? You go back to what they did when the world shut down, the county shut down, the schools shut down during 2020. And his foundation, the Dream Center, other outlets helped feed people. People needed food. He provided it. His foundation did. What they do at the Dream Center and the veterans, what they do with this radio station and the radiothons, he doesn't do it for publicity, folks. He does it because he's a great guy, 
and he's humanitarian. He loves the people of Los Angeles and Southern California. Well, for the fifth time in the last six years, Justin Turner has been nominated and will be the Dodger representative for the Roberto Clemente Award, which is given out to the humanitarian of the year across baseball. All teams in baseball have one representative that they then submit to Major League Baseball. Justin Turner is the Dodgers representative. And again, a lot of players do great stuff. Players have more, uh, their own foundations, which are fantastic. I love it. Giving back to the community. So many of them do it. From Clayton Kershaw, Chris Taylor's got a foundation. A lot of things that don't get spoken about or talked about or in front of the cameras all the time or microphones, they do. Out in the community helping. Whether it's with their own hands, through their foundation, or with you know money, they're out there helping. So a lot of guys do it. Justin Turner gets spotlighted here because of what he continues to do. And again, for the fifth time in six years to be recognized as the Dodger Roberto Clemente Award representative says a lot about what he does in the community and what him and his wife do together with their foundation. So applaud to Justin and Courtney for all their work uh, year-round. They don't just do it during baseball season and then shut it down. They do it during the holidays at Children's Hospital Los Angeles. They do it at the Dream Center 365 days a year. Uh, game days, non-game days, off days, off-season, they do it all, uh, all the time. And he got rewarded today. I shouldn't say rewarded. He got honored by uh, being the Dodger representative. So uh, hopefully he finally wins it across Major League Baseball. But I guess this is just a cool honor in general to be uh, the Dodger representative. So congratulations to him and his wife for that. The Roberto Clemente Award nominee for the Dodgers. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We're going to get to your phone calls. Coming up at 745, I'm going to get you a farm report. The minor league seasons are winding down. We'll tell you what the Dodger top prospects are doing. And there's some names that are new. Around July, the All-Star break, Baseball America, MLB Pipeline, these outlets that cover minor league sports as far as minor league baseball, they readjust the Dodgers' prospects. They readjust all the top prospects in every organization and the top 100 prospects overall based on how guys are doing or not doing during the course of a minor league season. They readjusted. Guys move up, guys move down the list. Well, some names have moved up on the Dodgers list. We'll tell you who they are and what they're doing. That's coming up in the Farm Report. Your phone call's next. Baseball is changing things up in 2023. Pitch clock, shift restrictions, larger bases. Your phone calls, your reaction, Dodger fans. 866-987-2570. It's off-night Dodger talk. Tim Cates with you here until 8 o'clock on AFI 70 LA Sports. This is Dodger Talk, presented by Chevy, on your home for L.A. Dodgers baseball. Off-night Dodger Talk continues. Tim Cates with you here until 8 o'clock. Thanks for being with us. Dodgers starting a nine-game road trip tomorrow in San Diego. Three against the Padres. Three against the Diamondbacks in Arizona. Then it's off to San Francisco for three. The Dodgers fresh off a four and two road or homestand in which they beat the Padres and the Giants. The magic number is six. Six. That is it to clinch the National League West. Dodgers with 26 games remaining on the schedule. 866-987-2570. Getting into Major League Baseball and what they're going to do tomorrow in 11-person Competition committee, newly formed this year during the collective bargaining agreement. Players, owners, 
The umpire will be there. 11 members of this competition committee going to vote tomorrow to push through changes for the 2023 season. Larger basis, which isn't a big deal, doesn't really affect you, the fans. Pitch clock, which they've been doing in the minor leagues the last couple of years to speed up the game. And a ban on the defensive shift, I think, is fantastic for the game of baseball. Again, I understand those who are upset and say, well, teams figured out how to get a leg up on other teams. They put the work in, the strategy. It's all part of baseball. You know what? At this point, we need to further the game of baseball. We need to make it better. And I think that means let's put a little bit of a, a restriction on infielders, not playing in right field, not having a, a third baseman go back and forth and wear out the grass between third base and shallow right field because of the shift. I, I just I don't like it. I, I just don't like it. A guy should be rewarded for crushing a ball to right field off the bat. Instead, Manny Machado sitting in right, you know, shallow right field to throw him out at first base. I mean, that's that's <laughs> what are we doing? I mean, what, what are we doing? All right, let's go out to the phones. 866-987-2570. George and Upland start things off here on Dodger Talk. Hi, George. Hey, how you doing, man? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Quick thing. Well, these guys are pros. They need to learn to adjust. That also that that also teaches kids to adapt and overcome. He's going to make you millions of dollars a year. Oh, I can't hit to the left side. Oh, my God. Well, they adjust. At this point, we're doing kids a disservice. When, you know, when, we, when they fail, we'll adjust to you. No worries, right? Now, hey, if, if they get rid of the, 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 the uh, shift, now Ballinger can raise his average to about 225. That'll, that'll help things out. Let, let me ask you this, George. I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish. But let me ask yeah. you this. You watch the NBA at all? It used to be more physical game. Now they don't let you hand check right. anymore. It's basically an offensive game. You can't really play defense that much in the NBA without getting whistled for a foul. It, it's, well, it's 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 a hundred well, it's hundred and twenty five to one hundred and fifteen these games because they don't let you hand check. You can't get physical. You can't get up in a guy's face and play right. defense and guard him. They changed the game to make it more offensive. This is the same thing baseball is doing. Well, well, in baseball it's more of a chess match. You get Trey Turner Freeman. They know how to spray the ball over the field. If I was a manager and I'm going to place eight guys at center field, the batter needs to adjust. If I put uh, you hit to the left All side. All right, appreciate it, George. All right, 866-987-2570. Let's go to Rudy in L.A. Rudy, you're next up here on Off Night Dodger Talk. Rudy, how you doing? How you doing, boss, man? Thank you so much for taking my call. No problem. I listen to you a lot, and I think you have pretty good comments and everything. But, oh, I mean, I do agree about the shift. I don't like the shift. I hate the shift. Ever since they started playing the shift, I disagree with that. But bigger bases and the pitch clock, I don't agree with that. Why are we rushing baseball? After all, who wants to see baseball? I know less baseball. I know I don't. No, I, I, I if you're a diehard baseball fan, I appreciate the phone call, Rudy. You don't care if you're sitting there for three hours, if you're sitting there for four hours. I, I get that. You probably also don't like the fact that they have a runner at second base in extra innings during regular season games to help speed up the game. I don't have a problem with it. You're not talking about football where you're playing 17 games. We're, we're not even talking about the NBA, which quite frankly, now with the guys, the way they're sitting and uh, you know load management and not playing 82 games, there's a cry now to have 70 game seasons or 65 game seasons because the seasons are too long. Baseball's 162 days. Uh, games over six months, you know, I don't, I don't have a problem with the runner at the 10th inning or 11th inning or 
you know, to get a game over with. I, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with the shift, and I certainly don't have a problem with this uh, uh, pitch clock. I don't think it's. I don't think if if if, if it works the way it, it's supposed to, right? If it does its job by getting a guy in the box faster or getting a pitcher to work a little quicker, you shouldn't notice it. You shouldn't look at your clock on your your phone or you shouldn't look at your watch and you shouldn't sit there and say, man, wow, that really sped up the game. It, it, it should be natural. I mean, the game should still flow at a pace that you're used to with your eyes and watching and listening to a game. You shouldn't be sitting there saying, wow, that guy's just working like it's a uh, the, you know, he's, he's trying to get out of there as fast as possible. No, th that's not how it's intended. It's intended, yeah, to speed it up a little bit, but the game should still flow naturally, just at a faster pace. Let's pick up the pace a little bit getting a home plate. When a guy gets in the box, there used to be the rule a few years ago they don't implement it anymore, as far as I know. When a guy got in the box, remember it was the old one foot in the box? Don't leave the box. Don't go out there to adjust your, you know, batting gloves like Nomar used to do. You know, look down, spit, grab your crotch, do all that, adjust your helmet, more pine tar, spit. Again, you know, adjust your elbow pad, your wrist pad, your leg pad, and your um, your shin pad uh, all at once there. I mean, no. Get in the box. Let's get ready to go. The pitcher gets the ball. Let's go. None of this taking forever. Let's get, I mean, pitch comp supposed to alleviate that. I think it has, right? And it hasn't been a glaring problem for you to notice, PitchCom, and how it's helped out. This is just going to help the game. And again, if it does its job like it's supposed to, it should naturally just make the games go a little faster. I don't have a problem with that at all. Mark, West Hills, thanks for being patient, Mark. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I couldn't disagree more on the shift. I have a love-hate relationship with it. <laughs> okay. I hate the shift. Right. What I hate even more is dumbing down the game to placate less skilled players. It is a time-harder part of baseball to hit it where they ain't. And I sit there and watch a whole side of the field empty. We in Little League knew you adjust your foot set up, you keep all your swing mechanics the same, and you hit it where they ain't. To take that out of the game is to lower the skill level. You don't make anything better by lowering the skill level to play the game. And the NBA is a perfect corollary because this is just like the hack-a-shack rule. Oh, he can't hit free throws, so let's give him the ball back if they intentionally foul him. Do you watch the NFL, Mark? All of basketball history has been put the guy on the line who can't shoot. Right. Mark, do you watch the NFL? It's an offensive game now. Defensive backs, I don't even know why they're out there anymore. You can't touch a wide receiver. You can't get in their face. You can't even go one-on-one -on -one against them without getting flagged for a P.I. Tackling the quarterback, good luck. Used to be two steps, you hit a quarterback, then he knows you're there. Now it's roughing the quarterback. But has that made the game better? Are we making the game better the by most dumbing it down? It's the most popular sport in America right now, the National Football League. It has been all along. No, baseball's been a maintained what it has. Pandering to the public at the expense of the fundamentals of the game is not a good move. Basketball has a less intelligent following than it did in the 80s. All right, Mark. I don't mind modernizing. I'm no. thrilled robo pitch. The, the robo ump's coming to get the strike zone right. I, I don't mind replay, but look at Freddie. Freddie, when they interviewed Freddie, it said, How come he's doing better this year? He mm -hmm. said, Like, on the batting cage and practice hitting weak ground balls to shortstop because there's nobody there. If everybody was like Freddie Freeman as far as their approach at the plate, baseball, I mean, it would it would be, it'd be awesome, but they're not. Yes. That, that's why Freddie Freeman is, is a diamond in the rough as far as the way he goes and approaches it. And I'm with you. I love watching 
him taking us at bat every single time. Mark, I appreciate the phone call. Let's see what other Dodger fans have to say. 866-987-2570. Tomorrow, the Major League Baseball Competition Committee newly formed after this collective bargaining agreement and the lockout we just had. 11-person committee tomorrow. Owners, players, and an umpire are going to vote tomorrow on rule changes for 2023. And our friend Ken Rosenthal, The Athletic, reported earlier today the three changes expected to get voted upon and passed. Larger bases, doesn't really affect anybody. A shift restriction and a pitch clock. Pitch clock's been used in the minor leagues. Shift restriction, I think, is a great idea to further the game of baseball. Let's go to Jamie in Encino. You're next up. Or Jaime. Jaime or Jamie? Yes. I have a question on the shift. Um, go ahead, Jamie. Why, why, why don't the uh, players... I see the left side of the infield wide open. Why don't they learn how to bunt the ball over there? And that'll take care, that'll take care of the shift. And bunting is easy. You learned that when you were in uh, in little league. They Why don't, don't they bunt? They don't bunt anymore, Jamie. I appreciate it. They don't bunt. It's not part of the game. It's not what analytics tell you to do when you've got 27 outs to work with. Why are you giving up an out? with a chance to bunt the ball. I know it's different because you're bunting with a shift and you're trying to, you know, Max Muncy did it yesterday and he bunted for a base hit. Does that mean because Max Muncy once bunted for a base hit, was able to get it down, all of a sudden the opponents are going to have a normal defensive alignment against him, third baseman in his normal spot, shortstop in his normal spot? No. They're still going to put the shift on because they're still going to pitch him inside, try to get him to ground the ball to the right side and get him out. That's what they're going to try to do. Now, on a rare occasion, and I've heard Rick Monday talk about this a lot, why, and for both sides, the Dodgers and other opponents they're playing, if you've got a shift on three infielders on the right side of the infield, why are you throwing a pitcher away? Why, why, why is the pitcher throwing a pitch away? Why is he throwing to the outside part of the plate? Isn't the whole point to get a guy to pull the ball into the shift? Why would you even give the opportunity for a major league baseball player to see a ball on the outside half of a plate or the outer third of a plate so he can go away to the other opposite side? Freddie Freeman takes advantage of that. Freddie Freeman is one of the best hitters in baseball, hands down. If you're at a Dodger game, if you're watching or you're listening, Freddie Freeman, what his approach is at the plate is beautiful. What he does at the plate is is a thing of beauty, watching him swing a bat. 866-987-257. we got a farm report, farm report coming up in about 10 minutes. Let's go to – I'm trying to see who's been waiting the longest. Skip. Skip, you are next up here on Dodger Talk with Tim Cates. How you doing, Skip? Skip, hey, what's going on, Case? My brother, I, I love you, man. You are one of the best here on AM570. I just want to tell you that. But you, as far as my opinion goes on this, uh, this shift, man, I don't know about it, man. You know, some of the greats that we've ever seen, you know, have learned to hit the other way, you know, like, um, and it's not just in baseball. We're talking about, like, in basketball, off-handed shooting Kobe, right, and LeBron. Mm-hmm. In soccer, we see Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi using their weaker foot. So there's no reason why these professionals shouldn't be able to shoot the other way or sorry, hit the other way or bunch it the other way. You know, I, I just feel like if we're going to change the skill level, like a previous caller was saying, mm-hmm. that that affects all time numbers. And, you know, that's just not affecting, you know, the past. It's moving forward. We're going to compare the players moving forward to the guys that done it in the past. So well, that's just my opinion, Kate. Yeah, I appreciate Love you, it, brother. Thank you. I appreciate the nice words. Thank you so much. How many guys have been robbed of hits over the last five to seven years with the evolution of the shift and really taking over the game. I mean, think about it. How many guys have been the victim of a shift? How many guys don't have hits next to their name 
because there's four guys or three guys lined up to the right side of the infield. And again, you're probably hitting the steering wheel or you know thinking that hit the other way, hit it the other way. It's not happening in baseball, and it, and maybe you are kind of bowing down to the fact that these players aren't changing. But you got to do something to change the game. You have to do something because the the direction it's going and it has been going for the last few years. With the amount of guys who are striking out, popping out, and guys just continuing to hit in the shifts, it's not good for the game of baseball. And I brought the example of the NFL, making it more an offensive game for offenses that are able to move the ball now with wide receivers basically having free reign out there because DBs aren't allowed to touch anybody. Quarterbacks can't get touched. And then the NBA making it a more offensive game where you can't hand check, you can't get in a guy's face. How many defensive players are out there like Kobe Bryant now in the NBA in 2022? How many lockdown guys are there? You can maybe count a handful on your, uh, maybe, maybe five, maybe, right? Maybe. It's just the game's changed. It's all about three-pointers. It's all about up and down. Get the shot off as quick as possible. The game has changed. Sports are changing, and I applaud baseball Finally, for adapting some of these rules. The shift, banning that. And I think the pitch clock, again, as I said earlier, if it does the job it's supposed to do, it'll speed up the game without you really even noticing it. Without you then looking at your watch going, oh, I thought this was supposed to speed it up. We're only three minutes, you know, we're on a pace to only be three minutes slower, faster. I mean, it, it should work. It's worked at the minor league levels. You're seeing games sped up, and you're still seeing quality baseball. You're not out there just seeing guys go as fast as they can. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Get the pitch off. Go, go, go. Next pitch, next pitch, next pitch. Next batter, next batter. Let's go, let's go. No, it's not happening. They're even talking about with the speeding up of the pitch clock. How about this, Dodger fans? We know you love the walk-up songs to the players. Now the length of batter walk-up music cannot exceed 10 seconds. Music between pitches is to be limited so hitters aren't encouraged to walk slow and then leave the box once they get there. I'm okay with that. I'm all right. An out happens. The ball gets thrown around the infield. Maybe they throw it to the dugout because that ball's you know marked up and scuffed. Got to get a new ball out to the pitcher. He walks around the mound. He's trying to you know scuff it up a little bit, get it how he wants. You know, make it a, is less slick because it's too slick, these baseballs, and kind of put some, uh, you know, rub, rub some stuff, sweat into the ball. And then the players being introduced, you know, not batting, first baseman, Freddie Freeman, and he's walking up, and the music's playing, and the pitcher's still rubbing up the baseball, and it's like, all right, 30, 40 seconds have gone by, and then we get in there, and the first pitch gets thrown, gets fouled off. All right, now we got to get a new baseball out there. Got to rub that thing up there on the side of the mound, figure things out. Okay. I mean, it's just taking too long, way too long. And I think with the younger generation, it's really affecting the fan base and how many young kids are watching baseball games or listening to games. So it's for the betterment of the game. And again, if it works the way it's supposed to, and it has in the minor leagues, it's not something you're going to notice. It's not going to be a dramatic change. You'll notice it at the end of the game where you're like, hey, all right, cool. That game only took two hours and 40 minutes. And that game only took 235. That's when you're going to notice. All right, we'll try to get to your phone calls if we can. 
We've got a farm report coming up. Hang in there, Dodger fans. You can always follow me on Twitter at Tim Cates, T-I-M-C-A-T-E-S. Dodgers off tonight. They're in San Diego tomorrow. Start of a three-game series. First pitch is 640. Morago Casino Dodgers on deck. We'll get it all started at 530. Dustin May, Mike Clevenger is the pitching matchup in the series opener. Farm Report. We'll try to get to your phone calls if we can. Be patient. Dodger Talk continues here on AM570 LA Sports. Dodger Talk is back. Be a part of the show using hashtag Dodger Talk or call 866-987-2570. Dodger Talk continues on this Thursday night. Dodgers off. They'll start a three-game series in San Diego tomorrow. The beginning of a nine-game road trip with stops in San Diego, Arizona, and then San Francisco. 26 games to go for the boys in blue. The magic number down to six to clinch the NL West. They could do it this weekend in San Diego with a sweep of the Padres. All right, we got heavy into the rules changes. It's going to be voted upon tomorrow and passed. Wider bases, a pitch clock, and an elimination of the shift on defense for teams. We got into it. Your phone calls. Thank you so much for weighing in on that. It's going to be changing next year in 2023. Again, that'll be voted upon by the Rules Committee tomorrow in Major League Baseball, but those three rules expected to pass and start next year. All right, let's get you an update on what's happening down on the farm. The Dodgers minor league seasons are wrapping up from AAA all the way down to A-ball. A-ball and AA will end their seasons this Sunday. Then it will be the playoffs in the minor leagues for those two levels. As for AAA, the AAA Oklahoma City Dodgers included. Their seasons will end next Sunday, September 18th, and then playoffs will begin. Well, the Dodgers had a couple of players move up the rankings this season as far as their prospect list is concerned. Some players dropping down based on their performance. Diego Cartaya, still the number one prospect for the Dodgers. The 21-year-old Venezuelan catcher in high A ball with the Great Lakes Loon, 60 games, 13 home runs, 13 doubles, 39 walks, got an 868 OPS. The Dodgers' number two prospect. No change with this guy, Bobby Miller. He winds and deals 2-2. Right down main, strike three. How about about eight? 14 punch outs for Miller. The 23-year-old first-round pick back in 2020 is in AAA Oklahoma City. Thanks to the Red Rocks radio network with the call there. Last week, six innings, two runs, two hits, 14 strikeouts, including eight straight in three games at AAA, one and one with a 3.83 ERA, 24 strikeouts, three walks. He had 19 starts in AA Tulsa, where he was six and six with 117 strikeouts. So Bobby Miller looking like he's starting to come into form as the Dodgers' top pitching prospect and number two overall prospect. How about Michael Bush, the 24-year-old? First round pick back in 2019. The second baseman in AAA Oklahoma City. He continues to mash. Here's the 2-2. Uh-oh. That's a high drive to right. That Get ball down. is up on the berm, and we're tied. Holy smokes. Bush hits it out. That thing spun in the middle of the plate, and onto the berm it went. Got out in a hurry, didn't it? Round Rocks Radio Network with a call there. 92 games in AAA Oklahoma City. 265 average, not great, but 24 doubles, 17 home runs, 40 walks, 64 ribbies, and an 801 OPS. Andy Pajes, 21-year-old Cuban outfielder in AA Tulsa. 
226 average, 23 doubles, 23 home runs, 67 ribbies, and a 781 OPS. The surprise this year, Gavin Stone. He is the Dodgers minor league pitcher of the year. A 23-year-old fifth round pick back in 2020 out of Central Arkansas. What has the 23-year-old done? He started in A-ball, went to double-A, made 13 starts, and has now made three starts in triple-A Oklahoma City. He has skyrocketed up the minor leagues for the Dodgers. 0-1 with a 159 ERA in triple-A. Overall, in the three levels, 7-6 record. A 156 ERA. That's really good. And 150 strikeouts. Gavin Stone, the Dodgers minor league pitcher of the year. Jose Ramos. Outfielder, 21 years old out of Panama, in Great Lakes with the high A loons, 245 average, 19 home runs, 19 doubles, and an 804 OPS. A guy who's tearing the cover off the ball in a short time with the Dodgers minor leagues, Dalton Rushing. Man, he swings and lifts this one to center field. Well struck, going back, Calabresi still going back, and at the wall, that's gone. So after Freeland tried to ambush one and popped it up, Rushing doesn't miss it as he ambushes one. Inland Empire 66ers radio network with the call. The 21-year-old Dalton Rushing, a second-round pick out of Louisville for the Dodgers this year. He's a catcher. In 28 games at Rancho, 412 average, 11 doubles. You just heard one of his seven home runs, 26 ribbies, 20 walks. He's got an OPS of 1,200. He's got an on-base percentage of 532. Dalton Rushing, second round pick of the Dodgers this year out of Louisville. Nick Nestrini, big season for the 22-year-old right-hander out of UCLA. He was a fourth round pick a year ago. He started the year in high A ball. Now four starts in double A with the Tulsa Drillers. One and one, 348 ERA, 30 strikeouts. Nick Nestrini has made one of the biggest jumps as far as draft pick, prospect, now, Baseball America ranks him as one of the top 60 prospects in all of baseball in the minor leagues. And he made the jump to double-A this season. Nick Nestrini, keeping an eye on the 22-year-old out of UCLA. Maddox Bruns, 20-year-old first-round pick a year ago out of high school. He's in Rancho Cucamonga all season long. Slow start to the year, 20 starts, 0-3, 566 ERA, 60 strikeouts, 41 walks. So some control issue there with the young 20-year-old. Jacob Amaya, what has he done? About everything he can do. The 24-year-old 11th round pick back in 2017 out of South Hills High School in West Covina. Started the year in double-A. Then promoted to triple-A. In 70 games there, hitting 238 with seven doubles, five home runs, 42 walks, a 350 on on-base percentage. The guy gets on base and a great defensive shortstop. So there you go. Some new names that we've added to the list here on the Farm Report. As midseason, you start to see a shuffling of the prospect rankings in every organization. Dodgers no different. Still Diego Cartaya and Bobby Miller, your top position player and top pitching prospect in the minor leagues. But some new names, Gavin Stone, Dalton Rushing, their second-round pick, Nick Nestrini. Yeah, guys, you're certainly going to hear about moving forward as they have great 2022 minor league seasons. Again, A-ball, double-A will finish up regular season play this Sunday, triple-A. Oklahoma City Dodgers will end a regular season next Sunday, September 18th. Well, there you go. We've run out of time here on this Thursday night. Hope you enjoyed the farm report. Always fun talking Dodgers baseball and these new rule changes. They're going to get into effect beginning next year. They'll be officially voted in tomorrow. 
Exciting times in baseball as they adjust and develop the game moving forward. All right, thanks to Ronnie Fascio. Thanks to you Dodger fans for being a part of the show. Dodgers back at it tomorrow as they start a three-game series in wet, rainy San Diego. Rain expected tomorrow with that hurricane off the coast of Baja making its way up now into a tropical storm along the coast of California. That could be a factor tomorrow. We'll keep you updated all day long here on AM570 LA Sports. But Dodgers in San Diego to start a series against the Padres. 5.30, Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. 6.40, First pitch, it'll be Dustin May and Mike Clevenger scheduled to go at it in the series opener. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for podcasting this show. Have a great rest of your Thursday night. So long, everybody. Perfect